just as a pausing point, I didn't see any of the like the musical until I was in college. So I saw the Donny Osmond one as in my uh, biblical history class. We took a break from the day and we just watched <laughs> the <laughs> Donny Osmond. <laughs> go go nachos if you'll make it someday. Go, I don't go think I. If, hey 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 hey. At that time in my life, I did not like it. I thought it was a little sacrilegious, if I'm not going to lie. You thought it was sacrilegious? There was a part of me that felt a little icky about it. I was like- Why? Was, in what way? I was a curmudgeon, dude. An absolute curmudgeon. No, answer for your crimes now. Okay. He was a little <laughs> too sexy. A little too sexy for me, okay? Dearly beloved, welcome to the Unblessed Podcast. Where we inquire and exposit the mysteries of that ancient text, that good book itself, the Holy Bible. We are not theologians nor historians. We are but armchair philosophers who spent years in seminary or on a church staff and have since departed to make our own way. We invite you now to read, think, and laugh with us as we dive deep into the denominational doctrines of the divine in the Unblessed Podcast. Welcome to the Unblessed Podcast. My name is Evan. And I'm Scott. And we are 2X Worship Leader Lounge Singers. Scott, did you uh, ever listen to worship music that kind of maybe sounded a little bit... Did I you know, ever? A, a little... Did a, I ever? A, a little bit, you know, on the sexy side towards God. I think all the time. I no. grew up in prime time is this a song to my girlfriend or is this a song to Christ? No yep. one knows. Um, yeah. I, I think it's a funny conversation because it's, it's fine when you're like teenagers and you're like being really emotional and like you're giving your life to the Lord. Mm -hmm. But when you try to introduce those songs to like the full Sunday congregation, it's just like dad's working two jobs in the front row and they're singing like, beautiful jesus <laughs> or like i don't know i love you i love you. i could dance in the streets <laughs> naked for you jesus <laughs> uh so for maybe listeners who are not aware there's a subset of and i don't even know if it's a subset anymore i think it's just no. mainly what worship music is now yeah. is it's very much a love song to jesus Oh yeah, uh, very much in uh, one way. One is "You're Beautiful" by Phil Wickham, and <laughs> yeah. so the lyrics are: "I see your face." This is the first verse. <laughs> I see your face in every sunrise. The colors of the morning are inside your eyes. The world awakens in the light of the day. I look up to the sky and say, "You're beautiful." That sounds like a song you would write about your first after the first time having sex with someone <laughs> it is like if you didn't tell me it was a worship song yeah. i wouldn't know yeah. yeah absolutely like uh you talked about 
in the secret early oh on. my gosh that one yeah in the secret is so i want Chris- to touch you i want to see your face and yeah. i want to know you more in the secret in the quiet place in the stillness you're there in the secret in the quiet hour i wait only for you because i know because i want to know you more this sounds like a gay lo- love poem from 1940 <laughs> <laughs> how about this one uh hungry by katherine scott Hungry, by Hungry, I come to you, for I know you satisfy. I'm empty, but I know your love doesn't run dry. I wait for you. I wait for you. I'm falling on my knees, offering you all of me. <laughs> Don't yeah. tell me that's not a John Mellencamp song. <laughs> I know. There's also the... Hurt contra- so good. There's the controversial. Oh, boy. So we have this brand, which mm. is... Ooh, woo, daddy God. <laughs> Very Yikes. much. But then you have the weird John Mark McMillan brand. Oh, that's oh, let's let's talk about it. Yeah, let's yeah, let's dive with, into the number one debated topic in Christianity. Yeah. Number one debated topic in Christianity is unforeseen or sloppy wet. Um What were you, Evan? I was a I was a sloppy wet. You were a sloppy wet. I was a sloppy wet. I wanted I wanted to show the passion that God has for his children. I mean, church. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> um, How do you for, feel about now? Do you still stand by that if you were to? I think, I, I think truly I like sloppy wet because it made people uncomfortable. Oh, interesting. Like, I think if I were to ask about it, I'd be like, no, it shows the passion and everything. But I also, I think I actually liked it because old people didn't. <laughs> at the end of the day did uh, you ever see people just stop singing like mid-song when that popped up when you were doing that like people like old people I, like, i'm not singing I, that about life. i never I'm noticed the lord yeah. your eyes were closed the whole time <laughs> maybe uh, so to give kind of context there's a song called how he loves and it was written by john mark mcmillan and it was uh covered by and made famous by david crowder and the original john mark mcmillan version uh is the verse is so we are his portion and he is our prize drawn to redemption by the grace in his eyes if grace is an ocean we're all sinking so heaven meets earth like a sloppy wet kiss and my heart turns violently inside of my chest i don't have time to maintain these regrets when i think about the way um and then david crowder replaced sloppy wet with unforeseen kiss and yeah. it it rocked the Christian world. <laughs> it was it was like seeing Marilyn Monroe's dress. It was it rocked the world. It was Monthly everything. Change. It was like color TV had been invented. I was a I was an unforeseen guy. I was I sang unforeseen. You, you seem like an unforeseen guy. Yeah, I. A I heard the David Crowder one first because I was lame in that aspect, which looking back. I was lame in a lot of aspects <laughs> of Christianity, not, but not just that aspect. <laughs> that's that wasn't the one thing that made me lame. That was a lot of things, but um, but even when I, I remember people, somebody approached me one time after a worship service when I was um, when I was working at a church plant. I remember they're like, "Why don't you do the original that has sloppy wet?" And I was like, eh, "I don't know. It just feels really like make outy," and I just don't. <laughs> 
<laughs> and I even get that the lyric isn't talking about necessarily like kissing God himself. It's about heaven meets earth. So it's like a, the imagery, but uh, I don't know. It, I think unforeseen was just already in my brain. And if anyone's ever led worship before, you sing the same songs over and over and over and over and over again to like where you don't even need the song sheets anymore. You can just do them. Um, so I think I did that song so many goddamn times that unforeseen <laughs> was just stuck in my brain. So even if I wanted to switch over, it would have had to been like an act of choice in the moment. But uh, man, speaking of romantic and sexy worship songs, Evan, I'm gonna I have a quiz for you. Quiz me, on mommy. This topic. So quiz this me, quiz is whether this is a secular song, and by secular I just mean like a song that people enjoy in the real world. <laughs> <laughs> a song about sex and drugs and murder. That's right. Because that's all it is. <laughs> or a worship song. Now these could be verses or choruses. So you might just have to take a crack at it. Okay. But I'm, okay. I'm going to read them without any cadence. So it's a little more hidden. So okay. here's your first one. I feel glorious, glorious. Got a chance to start again. I was born for this, born for this. It's who I am. How could I forget? I made it through the darkest part of the night. And now I see the sunrise. Now I feel glorious, glorious. I'm going to say secular. That is correct. Yeah. That is Macklemore. Song <laughs> called Glorious. <laughs> All right. Cool. I think there's 12. Let's see how good you do. All right, let's this do is it. on catholiclink.org, by the way. So Catholics are really up to a lot of, a lot of fun things out there. If I get all of these right, this is a bad quiz. If you get all these right, you're a Catholic officially. (laughs) I don't have to get sprinkled or do my rights or anything. So thankful for that. It's such a blessing. Yeah. Turn every situation into heaven. Yeah. Oh, oh, you're my sunrise in the darkest day. Got me feeling some kind of way. The some kind of way makes me. It's going to be like a, you know, K Love kind of. Get your coffee, no. wake up in the morning kind of song. This could be like an old Toby Mac. Um, I'm going to say that this is still secular. It is. It is. Uh, I have no idea. It's a Despacito <laughs> remix by Louis Fonzi and Daddy Yankee. Beats me. You just heard Scott's age. <laughs> I didn't know which one was the artist and which one was the. (laughs) Who's Despacito? All right, here we go. I could have been six feet under. I could have been lost forever. Yeah, I should have been in that fire, but now there's fire inside of me. This sounds worshipy. That is correct. That is David Crowder, Forgiven, is the song. Or just Crowder, sorry. He's just Crowder now. He's just Crowder now. I will fly through these. Singing from heartache, from the pain, taking my message from the veins, speaking my lesson from the brain, seeing the beauty through the pain. You made me a, you made me a believer. Believer. This is tough. Um, Because it sucks like a worship song. (laughs) (laughs) It does. I'm going to say secular, though. Man, so far, yes. It is Imagine Dragons Believer. Make me a believer. Who knew? 
Who knew? <laughs> what an indictment on Imagine Dragons. Jesus. Yikes. Yeah, that was probably the best way to describe Imagine Dragons. This sucks either way. <laughs> All right, here we go. I see the world in light. I see the world in wonder. I see the world in life bursting in living color. I see the world your way, and I'm walking in the light. This is this is worship. Dang, yeah, it's it's the <laughs> hidden tone. It's the your. What what made it? Was it just the the heavy your emphasis? It's the like it's the vagueness of it all. Yeah, you got to keep it kind of ethereal and just. It's, it's like, the vagueness of like I'm walking through your world. I would never say I'm walking through Katie's world. Oh, you're living in it. You're experiencing it. I am her world. <laughs> that was Hillsong United, the song Wonder. All right, you're halfway halfway there. Walking around these walls, I thought by now they'd fall, but you have never failed me yet. Waiting for change to come, knowing the battle's won, for you have never failed me yet. That's worship. Dang. Do it again by Elevation Worship. Evan, you're, gonna, you're on your way to becoming a Catholic. <laughs> I can do it. Mom, mom, are you listening? <laughs> All right. I bow down to pray. I try to make the worst seem better. Lord, show me the way. This should be worship. Man, worship? Ooh, I'm getting like, because <sighs> this is so obvious. Don't think too much. I know. I'm going to say worship. I, you're dead wrong. It's Lady Gaga. Come on. God damn it. I bow down to pray. Try to make the world seem better. Oh, fuck. Yeah. All right. Your love is greater. Your love is stronger. Worship. Your love awakens. Awakens. <laughs> Absolutely. That was Phil Wickham, the son of a bitch. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> Oh, too easy. Oh, man. Jeez, that horny little killed hoe. Evan. Good Lord. All God. right. That horny All right. little hoe, Phil Wickham. Three more. Let's do this. While we've got the audience by the ears. <laughs> I know. You, you, you like this, huh? <laughs> when peace like a river attendeth my way, when sorrows like sea billows Fuck roll. Fuck you. This is worship. <laughs> make that booty shake throughout the night. Is Lord, that- help me. That's too much ass for one boy to handle. Is that... I'm kidding. No. Okay. It was just the, yeah, it as well. Of course it is. Okay. No one says billows. Yeah. This is billows anymore. <laughs> that Sunday morning choir calling, church doors open wide, that hallelujah shoot right through you, make you feel alive. That's secular. Yeah, that's okay. Uh, YouTube video unavailable, so I have no idea. <laughs> We'll never know, but it's secular. All right, last two. All I needed was the love you gave. All I needed for another day. And all I ever knew, only you, only you. This is a tough one. This is a tough one. This is actually, this is. I think this one is more than any other one, uh, a more accurate uh, kind of where we were trying to go with the like worship leader love thing. So um, can, can I get it one more time? Can I get it one more time? All I needed was the love you gave. All I needed for another day, and all I ever knew, only you, only you. I'm going to say worship. It's a secular song. Ah, oh, fuck. I fell about the end. <laughs> uh, that's Selena Gomez, only you. All right, last one. Here we go. Oh. Surely my God is the strength of my soul. <laughs> Your love defends me. Your love defends me. What a shitty <laughs> quiz. Feel alone. Your love defends me. This is ass. 
uh, secular. <laughs> <laughs> that was Matt Mayer, Matt Marr, that yeah. freaking Catholic worship leader guy. Yeah, the only Catholic worship leader out there. The only Catholic concert I attended my entire life. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Well, you almost became a Catholic today, so yeah. congratulations, Evan. I could have been roommates with Matt Marr. Wow, riveting. How yeah, exciting. And he would have he and I would have touched guitars. He would have <laughs> <laughs> He would have sang in a very like monotone, almost boring uh tonality the whole time. Lord oh. I come. I confess. Twampling over death by death. <laughs> Twampling over. Oh gosh. This is all right. Speaking yeah. of trampling <laughs> over desks and death. <laughs> what uh, are we talking about today, Evan? Today we're talking about the original nerd. Joseph. I was gonna say. He's a nerdy ass little bitch that got what was coming to him. We haven't, we're really alive on this podcast. <laughs> we're coming for the, these biblical figures. We're coming for the little, we're coming for the little bitches. That's right. Let's talk about Genesis 37. All right. Now we ain't going to do this whole story because otherwise we're going to be here for the next two hours, but we just want to get a little taste. So just no, the beginning. We just want to get like a little bit of Joseph. So we're going to, we're going to give you uh, uh, Joseph um, Age of Ultron. <laughs> This is what we're gonna give you. That's right. We're not giving With you the better CGI. <laughs> yeah, we're not. We're not giving you the full Infinity Saga. Um, so Jacob lived. So Joseph is the son of Jacob. Jacob lived in the land where his father had stayed, the land of Canaan. These are the family records of Jacob at 17 years of age. Uh, Joseph tended sheep with his brothers. The young man was working with the sons of Bilhah and Zilpah, his father's wives. And he brought a bad report about them to their father. Now, Israel loved Joseph more than his other sons. And this is where it gets important. Israel loved, which is also Jacob, loved Joseph more than his other sons because Joseph was a son born to him in his old age. And he made him a robe of many colors. Um, I want to pause yeah. here because so for like the first 12 years of my life, I was pretty much biblically illiterate. Um, I didn't really know what was going on. And... I started, I saw Joseph in the Technicolor Dreamcoat before I started going to Sunday school and learning about Amazing. Joseph. And so I know this story as not Joseph in the coat of many colors. I know it as Joseph in the Technicolor Dreamcoat. And I said that in Sunday school and people laughed at me. I think everybody said Technicolor Dreamcoat because even me as a kid, I don't know if it's the other maybe versions, but because uh, I know they would say like coat of many colors or like, uh, whatever they would call, it. but I even as I I was a kid, I would always call it technical or dream coat. It was just stuck in my brain. Yeah. Um, but I did not see, just as a pausing point, I didn't see any of the like the musical until I was in college. So I saw the Donny Osmond one as in my uh, biblical history class. We took a break from the day and we just watched <laughs> the. <laughs> Donny Osmond. <laughs> go, go now, Joseph, you'll make it someday. Go, I don't go think now, I... Hey, 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 hey. At that time in my life, I did not like it. I thought it was a little sacrilegious, if I'm not going to lie. You thought it was sacrilegious? There was a part of me that felt a little icky about it. I was like... Why? Was, in what way? I was a curmudgeon, dude. An absolute curmudgeon. No, answer for your crimes now. 
okay, he was a little too sexy, a little too sexy for me, okay? That, yeah, this should have been some ugly-ass actor doing Don, doing a Joseph instead. It. I wanted a raw, gritty, and boring biblical movie, not one that's fun and fantastical and shows cleavage and a lot of <laughs> Downey Osmond's pouch. Yeah. <laughs> a very sexy sexy genesis of, absolutely but anyway uh when so that's, brother, that's where we're coming from yeah. when his brothers saw that their father loved him more than all his brothers they hated him and could not bring themselves to speak peaceably to him um so here you have israel israel's like joseph came for my favorite wife um and all of his other brothers are like well what about us and he's like who are you? <laughs> <laughs> Don't you work on this farm? Uh, then Joseph had a dream when he told it to his brothers. They hated him even more. He said to them, listen to this dream I had. There we were, binding sheaves of grain in the field. Ooh. Suddenly my sheaves stood up and your sheaves gathered around. Don't. And- <laughs> <laughs> you owe me $20. Oh, my God. My cock stood up and your cock gathered stop around it, it <laughs> Evan, and bowed down to my sheaf. Um, are you really going to reign over us? His brothers asked. Are you really going to rule us? So they hated him even more because of his dream and what he had said. It then, is kind of a yeah. shitty dream, though. Let's just pause that. Like if my brother came down to the breakfast table and said, I had a dream that I was everybody's boss in the future and everybody had to work for me and bowed down to me. How would you feel? Would you, wouldn't you be like, Oh, piss off. If your brother had that dream and told you that. Yeah. How would I feel? (laughs) How would you feel if my brother had to be my boss? (laughs) I feel bad for your brother. Um, Oh, please. (laughs) I can't imagine. It is a, it is kind of a shitty dream. Yeah, and I absolutely. think it's excusable in the first instance. The second one's worse. <laughs> Where oh, he's <yeah>. like, <clears throat> then he had another dream and told to his brothers, look, I had another dream. And this time the sun, moon, and 11 stars were bowing down to me. It's basically like the universe. Oh, bro. <laughs> you guys are like the planets. Um, he told his father and his brothers, but his father rebuked him. What kind of dream is this that you have had? He said, are your mother and brothers and I going to come and bow down before the ground before you? His brothers were jealous of him, but his father kept the matter in mind. Hmm. Dreams are interesting in the Old Testament because they, they, it's assumed they come from God, like they're ordained by God, but so far it doesn't really say that these are dreams from God. Like they're yeah. just kind of like, and I haven't done a lot of reading on what ancient Jews thought about dreams, but I think it's like peering into the future in a way of like, Oh, I had this dream and I I see what's coming down the road, whether God ordains it or not. Like I had a dream and this is what's just going to happen. And they kind of have to figure it out. And I think that's why people who dreamed and could interpret it were so important. But, um, are these visions of what will be or what may be? Yeah, who knows? Yeah. I just think it's funny that you could technically have a dream and just make up whatever you want it. Because I mean, think about the dreams you have nowadays. <laughs> like, <laughs> it doesn't predict anything. But uh, yeah, so far, kind of an asshole. But 
Let's keep moving. So verse 12. There's flocks at Shechem. Israel said to Joseph, your brothers, you know, are pasturing the flocks at Shechem. Get ready. I'm sending you to them. Your I'm brothers. Ready. Your brothers. <laughs> um, Jason Stifle. Uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm ready, Joseph replied. Then Israel said to him, go and see how your brothers and the fox are doing and bring wood back to me. So he sent him from the valley of Hebron and he went to Shechem. A man found him there wandering in the field and asked him, what are you looking for? I'm looking for my brothers, Joseph said. Can you tell me where they are pasturing their flocks? They moved on from here, the man said. I heard them say, let's go to Dothi. Like, why is this part in this fucking... <laughs> I know, this is so not Oh, needed. my God. <laughs> fucking Moses paid by the word like Jesus. So Joseph set out after his brothers and found them at Dothan. They saw him in the distance, and before he had reached them, they plotted to kill him. They said to one another, here comes that dreamer, John Lennon. Come on, let's kill him and throw him into one of the pits. We can say that a vicious animal ate him. Then we'll see what becomes of his dreams. When Reuben heard this, he tried to save him from them. He said, let's not take his life, Reuben said to them. Don't shed blood. Throw him into the pit of the wilderness, uh, into this pit in the wilderness, but don't lay a hand on him, intending to rescue him from the hands and returning him to his father. Um, I think this is kind of uh, fun. Um, <laughs> it's like there's our shitty ass little brother let's kill him and Ruben's like well, hold on no let's just throw him into the pit yeah he's banking that he's going to get him out of that pit which sounds worse like <laughs> I'd rather just just shoot me just get just and if you're going to uh, kill I'm, me just send, kill yeah, me I don't want to suffer in a yeah. desert pit and die yeah. he has no idea that like what like because what does happen is they throw him in the pit and then they all stayed there. Oops. <laughs> so it's, my favorite is verse 19 that they try to sound intimidating. They just call him the dreamer. Just uh, here comes this dreamer, fancy boy. Here comes is, this multi multifaceted technicolor dream cook man. <laughs> here comes that guy who dances in our town where we don't allow dancing. Here comes Donnie Osmond. <laughs> <laughs> here, com- here comes the hot Osmond brother. And his perfect nipples. Um, quick story on the Osmond brothers. Uh, so my grandmother one time told my dad that she went and saw the Almond brothers and he was like, what? And she was like, yeah, they were a nice, like they were a nice group. Like, uh, they had, you know, all their magic outfits, everything like that. And my dad was like, the Almond brothers. She's like, yeah, you know, cause he's, he's the one that's like in that. Joseph and the tentacle, and she he was like, You mean the Osmond the brothers? brothers. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to see that now. That would be some, you know, some yacht rock, uh, <laughs> Joseph and Technicolor yacht rock. Could you imagine like Greg and Dwayne Allman and Joseph and the Technicolor Dreamcoat? Oh, absolutely. Just that would improve r- ripping on the guitar for like five minutes straight. That would have uh, reversed the sacrilegious <laughs> part of the movie for me if that they were part in of it. it. If there were more blue jean jackets. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, when Reuben heard this, uh, it was something, where are we? <laughs> um, yeah, so Reuben's trying to save him. Um, 23, I think we're at. Yeah. When Joseph came to his brothers, they stripped off his robe, 
the robe of co- many colors that he had on, the Technicolor Dreamcoat. Can't mention it enough. Yep. Good Lord. <laughs> then they took him and threw him into the pit. I fell in the pit. You fell in the pit. We're all in the pit. <laughs> the pit was empty. There was no water in it. Then they sat down to eat a meal. They looked up, and there was a caravan of Ishmaelites coming from Gilead. Their camels they like were- bologna sandwiches <coughs> or like peanut butter and jellies, Doritos, maybe like a nice Kool-Aid, carrot sticks. No, it was ancient Israel. It's like a peanut butter jelly on wheat. <laughs> <laughs> on grain. <laughs> on barley. <laughs> Peanut butter hadn't been invented yet. That's true. Yeah. George Washington Carver invented it in, what, 2000 BC? (laughs) (laughs) Right along with the pencil sharpener. (laughs) I mean, gun to my head, you could, I would not be able to tell you when peanut butter was invented. (laughs) It was George Washington Carver, right? He invented it. Oh, yeah, that's who. Not when. <laughs> oh, we're killing it here oh, today. <laughs> I think it was, uh, yeah, 12, 9, 1492, he invented peanut butter. <laughs> Across the ocean blue. <laughs> okay, so they sat down to eat, and then they look up, and what do they see? A caravan of Ishmaelites coming from Gilead. Their, carav- their camels were carrying aromatic gum, balsam, and resin. God. <laughs> going down to Egypt. Uh, then Judah said to his brothers, what do we gain if we kill our brother and cover up his blood? Come, let's sell him to the Ishmaelites and not lay a hand on him, for he is our brother, our own flesh. And they agreed. So nice that they are nice to their brother. Yeah. Uh, when Midianite traders passed by, his brothers pulled Joseph out of the pit and sold him for 20 pieces of silver of the Ishmaelites to the Ishmaelites and who took Joseph to Egypt. So Joseph gets sold um, to the uh, Ishmaelites who are slave traders and they're on their way to Egypt to sell Joseph there. So the problem's all the way gone in Egypt, which is the mental equivalent of like Asia for us. Yeah, they're long gone. Long gone. He's out of here. When Reuben returned to the pit and saw that Joseph was not there, he tore his clothes. He went back to his brother and said, the boy is gone. What am I going to do? <clears throat> so they took Joseph's robe, slaughtered a young goat, and dipped the robe in his blood. Don't they we sent- all? I <laughs> <You> know. <laughs> they sent the robe of colors to their father and said, we found this. Examine it. Is it your son's robe or not? So to recap, Joseph was a bit of a prick, his little brother. His, little um, his dad told him, like, hey, go out and check on your brothers. They're out plowing the field. Uh, his brothers were not where his dad told him they were going to be. Somebody said they were, you know, up a little bit, probably doing older brother cool stuff. Fireworks. Um, yeah. It's always fireworks. S- smoking weed. <laughs> Kissing, maybe. Kissing each other. <laughs> Kissing each other. <laughs> you practice on me now. You practice on me, so that way Sheila knows I'm good at it. <laughs> Um, was it seventh heaven? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, probably, but they, uh, and so he gets there and they're like, there's our shithead little brother. Let's kill him. And Reuben goes, 
no, let's not kill him. Let's throw him into the pit. And he's thinking, I'm going to help save him. And they do. And then against Ruben's plan, they all stay. Yeah. And hang out. They don't just throw him in the pit and leave. Have some just a quick PBJ sesh by yeah. the pit. No big deal. Um, and then the Looney Tunes style a trade caravan rolls up. <laughs> and <laughs> the timing is just perfect. It's just impeccable. <laughs> um, and then they're like, hey, why don't we just sell it to these guys? Instead. Yeah, Foghorn Leghorn yeah. over here. Yeah. If he dies as a slave. That's not our fault. I said, <laughs> like, I said, boy. Was <laughs> that boy? Um, and then they, to account for the missing of Joseph, they take the coat, they dip it in blood, and they present it to Israel, Damn. saying, there's one more angel in heaven. Oh my gosh. There's one more star in the sky. The songs go right by me. So if you're looking for a rise. Joseph, the things that you stood for, <laughs> like truth and love ever die. This is the moment I was reading my Bible fervently and praying to the true God of the universe. <laughs> I was praying to Andrew Lloyd Webber. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so they fake his death just to, I guess... Just because they're mad at him. Yeah. Yeah, they're like trying to really shove it in his face. I mean, yeah. is it... Do you think they're trying to appease him? Like, don't even bother looking for him. He's dead. Or is it more of like a... He's fucking gone. Like, take your coat. I mean, I think it's a, I think both things can be true. Yeah. Um, I think it is a situation of, well, we can't let our dad know we sold our brother into slavery True. Um, <laughs> and i think True. it is also like <laughs> hey your son's dead it's us now yeah you know send a message a little bit yeah um and they try and comfort him uh so his father recognized it it is my son's robe a vicious animal has devoured him joseph has been torn to pieces then jacob tore his clothes put sackcloth around his waist and mourned for his son many days like you do. Uh, all his sons and daughters <laughs> tried to comfort him, but he refused to be comforted. No, he said, I will go down to Sheol to my son mourning. And his father went. What? Who? <laughs> one more time. <laughs> I said, I will go down to Sheol to my son mourning. Okay, got it. We'll see you in the morning. Morning. Yep. Okay. Yep. We'll see. We're going to the grocery store in the morning. No, got it. Morning. Thanks. Ah, got it. Okay. If you're bored, we can find a game no, or a puzzle for morning, you to play. Morning. Morning. Uh, okay. If you're boring a hole, you need a sharp drill. Nope. <laughs> I wish my favorite son was here. <laughs> Um, uh, and his father wept for him. Meanwhile, the Midianites sold Joseph in Egypt to Potiphar, an officer of Pharaoh and the captain of the guard, which is the next chapter in the story of Joseph. Which And they is, all lived happily ever after. Oh God, the end. It. Wow, yeah, what a great story. The next chapter of Joseph is like the sexy story of Joseph, where it's like yeah. he's getting seduced by a seductress. Ooh. And he's all like, I can't. 
I'm a Christian. I think what's kind of just to kind of recap this chapter alone is there's really no mention of God at no. all. That whole, I mean, you're not getting your daily worth dose of uh, of biblical activity nope. in that in that verse. You're just getting a bunch of people walking around being shitheads. Um, but there's no like the Lord told me this. Lord, look at this. Nothing. This is just. This is. Game Some guy Thrones. got a dream and his yeah. brothers were mad. Yeah. yeah, exactly. This is, this is secession. <laughs> did you ever, uh, did you perform in this play? Did they ever do like this as a, as a musical for you? In any, nah, I, I wish. We never had it like in, in my yeah. school or nothing, but so that's why I was never exposed to it. Yeah, um, I listened to it all the time. I know. Really? Some, yeah. Um, Close every time to me. Were you you were a big musical family growing up? Uh, I was. Yeah. Can you tell, listener? <laughs> <laughs> you just ooze musical. You ooze stage performance. <laughs> I need the bit where Joseph like reveals his dreams to be a little bit more of a like, hey fellas, I had a dream. It's these she's and you won't believe. I I want nothing more than <laughs> for this to be reproduced in a, in a new production where Evan Johnson is the star, where you are <laughs> Gladly. Oh Gladly. my gosh. My name is Joseph and I'm here to say lots of different things about hay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I've watched it the one time. Uh, that and also uh, Jesus Jesus Christ Superstar. I've watched that oh. only once. Yeah. Yeah. Never the Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat are, it is, I, I got down the rabbit hole like recently on it. And it's a, like, especially the Potter for saying, it's a lot sexier than I remember. That's what I remember. In college. <laughs> like, I remember going, oh my like, God, like we're watching this in biblical Hebrew class right I know, now. Like, lady ain't got no clothes on. <laughs> <laughs> I just remember being a lot of skin, like a lot of, and Donny Osmond was like half nude most of the movie. <laughs> if I remember, most of the movie he was in a diaper. Yes, that is exactly <laughs> what I remember. Was Donny Osmond in a diaper? <laughs> he was just a muscly man in a diaper. Uh, final thoughts on this. I know we're kind of spending a lot of time on the musical, but uh, final thoughts on this passage oh. in general. Yeah, I'm not too much to reap from, like, you know, theologically or spiritually. It's kind of just a narrative of what happened. You know, he said, they did, then this happened. Um, I just find it fascinating that, um, well, one, the dreams aspect is is interesting to me, and that they're not ordained by God, and he's kind of making these just uh, no foundation, you know, to these claims that he's going to rule over his brothers. He's not saying like, you know, by the, by the authority of the Lord almighty, you know, the, the God of my father's fathers, you know, it's just like, I had a dream last night and that's it. Um, but he's like one of the the Titans of the old Testament. Like if you were to name anybody, uh, as like a celeb from the old Testament, you know, you're, you got your Adam and Eves. You got your Noah. You got your Moses. You got your Joseph and the you know 
coat of many colors. You got David and Goliath. So he's up there with the big baddies. David and Goliath. <laughs> as Hebrew, as heroes of the Bible, both David and Goliath. Absolutely. Goliath did some good things <laughs> in the neighborhood. You know, he, he passed out turkeys at Thanksgiving. <laughs> No, there were but, good people yeah. on both sides. On both sides, good people. That's right. Yeah, those you those never know. You Goliath never know. had some good people working for him. So. No, I mean, like, it's just, you, you got to take the good with the bad with Goliath. That's the thing. That's right. <laughs> but I don't, I don't have too many thoughts. Uh, yeah, it's just one of the more memorable stories. And it gets a little bit more crazy and a little bit more, I guess you could say, God-centric towards the end. But this beginning part, um, yeah, it's... One of those memorable stories I remember. What about you? That's same. Like, honestly. Like, <laughs> um, <clears throat> there you have it, listener. All right. Have a great week. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so, yeah, this is, I mean, this is, I think Not too many this, hot takes. Is, this is one of those stories. And I think the reason why we don't have a whole lot to say about it is this is one of those rare Old Testament stories where we were taught it at every facet. Yeah, there's... I don't think there's a lot of ways to interpret this like and pull different lessons out of it. Like I think yeah. other verses we look Kill at. Kill your brother. Yeah. <laughs> like, and it's also not super fantastical either. I think that's no. the other thing too, is like other Old Testament ones, you can clearly go, okay, this didn't happen. Or why was this even in here? What agenda were they pushing? I guess as an, I'll, I'll tag on my final thought. I think why this stayed in here is because it's a good story and it's yeah. entertaining. And that's why it takes up most of Genesis. I mean, it takes up the last, but almost, you know, third of Genesis um, because it's a riveting story. So I am curious where it came from, how mm -hmm. it was passed down over the years. Um, but it's got a lot of narrative. It's got a lot of, you know, uh, there's some drama in there. There's a little bit of you know, sexual tension. There's this brotherly dynamic. So it's got all these elements, I think, that make it a good story to just retell. Um, and we made this point earlier in some of the episodes of the Bible. Uh, I don't have a problem with it, really. Like It has no. very entertaining stories. I think it's why it's the most popular book in history. But um, when you take it at like a, this was a hundred percent historical, that's when you start running into problems. But if you just look at this as like, yeah, this is a fun play. Yeah. <laughs> like that's what it is. And I think this is just one of those, like, yeah, this is a fun, uh, you can pull lessons from it, I guess, but, um, it's just a fun story to tell. And that's all it kind of needs to be. Yeah. I, I, I would agree with that as well. So it's just, it's, it's just an entertaining story. Um, who knows where it came from, but like, um, I don't know. Yeah, it, we've talked about this before where it's like, don't like let these stories be these stories. Yeah. You don't need to elevate them beyond what they already have. Not everything has a do. point to Christ yeah. and like how it is about all about the sacrifice and both. Just like let these people wear, wear their coats of many colors and dance around the desert. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. So, absolutely. Um, Scott, we're at plug in time. Ooh, we're yeah. plugging. Yeah. What am I plugging lately? No, what, what's up your plug? Oh my gosh. Um, well, right off the bat, because I'm staring at it. And I don't even know if I've talked about this in the past, so forgive me, but um, I'm I'm rereading a book called Who Wrote the Bible? Um by Richard Friedman. And it looks as boring 
as it <laughs> sounds to everybody. But um, it's it's looking at mainly the first five books of the Bible. And I think it's fascinating that most people who study the Bible as like just a, a work and as like a, a, you know, are a textual critic or whatever you want to call it, they would agree that the first five books were not just written by Moses. I think, is that what you were taught as a kid that the first five were yeah. written by Moses? And that's just how, that's how I was too. Um, Cause it's and, called the book of Moses. Yeah. And so most people just assume like, Oh yeah, the first five and right as you start digging in, this, this book kind of highlights some of those um, discrepancies of like, well, how could Moses write about his own death? Or like, why would Moses say like, I'm the most humble man on earth, like as a verse. So there's certain things. And then there's a lot of other things that go into as far as like, the writing style and how they address God. Um, and it goes more and more to the rest of the Bible too. It's like, how do they compile the books? So if you're looking for a semi boring scholarly educational history book about the Bible, if you're looking for a good old boring time, uh, I would recommend it. It's pretty short. It's only like 200 pages. Uh, but I just started cracking through it last weekend, but, uh, that's what I'm going through. Evan, what, what are you? I watched the weird owl movie the other day. <laughs> <laughs> this is what you get on this podcast. Yeah. This is what I did. I, I love it. Um Yeah. How was, how was it? The one with Daniel Radcliffe? Or you mean like Yeah, the one um, with Danny Rads. Nice. Was it good? Um, I haven't uh I haven't watched it yet. It's really good. It is not I like it I don't know whether to tell you it's a biography or not. Um but like I think I, I picked up on like it's kind of a fantastical telling of him right there is probably one piece of truth in the entire yeah. thing um i would expect that he, from a weird owl yeah, yeah cuz he's sanctioned just, it's, film it's making fun of these biopics yeah essentially and he's that. using himself to do that um if you're a fan of comedy bang bang it has so many oh. like comedy bang bang like paul f tompkins is in it oh say and no more i'm I watching know. it i give me some pft any day <laughs> he plays gallagher and i was just like that's perfect oh that is oh my <laughs> yeah. gosh i had to watch this now yep um but he's like they're at this big like pool party and that's where a lot of them are um there is also weird al is actually in the movie he's a he's like a producer that daniel radcliffe goes and sees as weird al nice and he's just like no i won't i won't sign this is dumb why would someone want to listen to a song that already exists with different words? And Will Forte is like assistant. And Will Forte is like, I got this. And he starts pointing at Daniel Radcliffe, who is playing Weird Al. And he's just like, you're the most useless, worthless, dumbest, talentless, and the Weird Al as a producer. He's like, okay, I think you might be being a little mean. <laughs> That's great. So it's it's a classic Weird Al humor type movie it's i'll check it out beautiful so love it uh thank you so much for listening um you can follow us on tiktok twitter instagram youtube boom, boom threads boom boom, a, boom a true boom, social not really um she's <laughs> <laughs> um parlor um Ooh. oof uh, but you can follow us on uh, the normal social media platforms. Uh, you can also email us at uh, unblessedpod at gmail.com. And without further ado, my name is Evan. And I'm Scott. And don't forget to close your Bible. <laughs>